When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Tunes and Tumblers by Atwood Magazine. Listening to music is more than just an auditory experience. Atwood Magazine's Tunes and Tumblers explores the way our senses mingle by pairing new and classic albums with cocktail recipes. We invite you to bring out your inner mixologist as we approach the music we love from a unique, immersive, and thoroughly delicious perspective. So put up your feet and enjoy a cold one on us. As always, I am your host, Anthony, and joining me are... Your mixologist, Pedro. Your music consultant, Ryan. Ryan's name and uh, and and job change every every episode. <laughs> if you would like I mean, to name freelance. his freelance. <laughs> freelance, I'm free. He's freelance. All right. Well, it's been a week. Yeah. Um, let's let's check in. What have you guys been doing? What have you been listening to? Well, I was uh, I had a great uh, auditory experience last night. I went to Lebowski Fest held at the Wiltern last night and uh, got to see Kyle Gass's uh, band perform. Uh, in addition to Jeff, I almost said Jeff Lebowski. Jeff Bridges, <laughs> Jeff Bridges is banned. He prefers play. Jeff Lebowski Bridges. He, he or just he, you know dude. what I, we found? Yeah, well, we found that he's pretty much he's pretty similar to that character in real life. The persona is pretty similar, and his band is super tight. They did some songs from Crazy Horse, um, some covers that you know songs that appeared in the movie, and it was just uh, it was great. Uh, it was a great time, and had some White Russians. And was it a sold what out, else are you going to do? Was it a sold out house stuff. where there's just tons of people? There were a lot of people, a lot of, uh, a lot of Lebowski heads. Uh, it was a great time. The movie sputtered out about three quarters in and they didn't really fix it, which was kind of strange. Kind of ended abruptly and everyone kind of Was it like just a left. VHS copy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the music stopped in that, or the, uh, the dialogue stopped and the music continued and then it just went to blue. And then the host was just gone. So it was like, so okay. that was the end of it. It was the end of it. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> and then we watched a guy. So this is this is interesting because a few weeks ago we were talking about one of our moods last week was like lime scooter accident, <laughs> and I witnessed one outside of the Wiltern. This guy swerved and hit his head on a bus stop. Oh my god! Like yeah. it was like bleed. Like it was crazy. It was he's bleeding, and we called nine one one, and um, and the guys just kind of walked off. We we're like, hey, where are you going? We called the, we were on the phone with them, and they, it's like, oh, we can't afford it, man. And uh, <laughs> he was, like, he was making coherent sentences, like, <laughs> saying he didn't want the ambulance. I'm going to the muffin it. palace. <laughs> if that doesn't speak to the state of America's oh, healthcare system, it's, I don't know what does. It's so Seriously, screwed. it's so screwed up. But anyway, so but at least was, Notre Dame's getting fixed. Oh yeah, those are the important <laughs> things. Remember to give to the Notre Dame Kickstarter. <laughs> Yeah, whenever whenever anyone brings up the the you know Medicare for all, yeah, well, how will we pay for it? They they have to then like five billion is generated in ten <laughs> minutes for the Notre Dame Cathedral. Anyway. Please save this old building. I mean, no, it's it's a it's a cultural landmark. <laughs> yeah. It's it's something that's important. It's, but it's also worth saving, but that money can also do good things. Yeah, the church has enough money. It yeah, does. seriously. But anyway, what about you, Anthony? What have you been listening to? What have I been listening to or I've, drinking? 
or not drinking. You're not I drinking. Still, <laughs> so at the time of recording, we have about six hours until Easter, and that's when I can start drinking again. So I am not back off the wagon yet and i'm so close and this is he is sweating i am this guy has been insufferable not drinking (laughs) we have to pull like a shameless and get him on i'm pretty sure alcohol is a linchpin to my friendship with anthony yeah it's it's been very strained we've had nothing to talk about for the past month and a half we only meet to do the podcast that's it but in terms of what i've been listening to um i i've been listening to a few songs by Billie eilish i mean she's she's been She's so hot right now. She is so hot right now. I mean, she looks like she's wearing trash bags for clothes, but she's making good music. Um, <laughs> that was an excellent joke. <laughs> well, thank you. But uh, in addition to her, um, I started listening to this band. Um, a couple nights ago, uh, I was uh, watching YouTube, getting ready for bed, as I am wont to do. And I was streaming the Coachella live stream mm-hmm. um, because they're doing that right now. Uh, weekend two, everybody. Um, and they were showing, um, this band from, uh, Texas called, uh, Kruangbin. They're, oh, yeah. yeah, they're kind How of like, a, a, is that the pronunciation? Kurangbin, Kuranbin? Something like that. Perfect it's Thai desert. for, it's like, um, uh, airplane or literally, um, engine fly. Hmm. Uh, so Coachella's doing this interesting thing with their stream. Instead of just showing you the performance, they're showing you um, features that they do on the band before they go on. So they like went to Texas and they went to the barn where this band records all of their music. And it's not insulated at all. They're like, yeah, we want to be able to capture the natural ness of of the space like if you listen to their music you can kind of hear like birds chirping a little bit rain falling on the yeah (laughs) but yeah if you're into uh kind of modern jazz a little bit of uh thai rock influence um kind of post-rock they don't really sing it at all anytime they use vocalization it's mostly for kind of like a percussive effect it's kind of in the background like she'll just say the word yes a bunch (laughs) it's it's mood music wow Uh, Big the t- recommends. <laughs> the titles are uh, and the titles are evocative too. There's one like Jacob finds the third door. Or something. Oh yeah, so that's a that's Ooh. a jam. I think the album. Yeah, yeah. Oh wait a minute, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I think the the album like I was Evan listening finds, to is like the room or something. Evan yeah. finds that's. What oh, it is. I love yeah. that song. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love that song. <laughs> I, and now you have the band to okay, put with it. I've never like tried to pronounce the name, so I wasn't sure. Who <laughs> we've you're read talking. it more than we've actually heard it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, what about you, Peter? Oh man, so like Ryan always has like these dope events that he's at Anthony's always listening to someone pretty cool Me right now, I'm on my basic ass shit Mm. And I'm really digging that uh, Madonna Maluma single Medellin Oh, I saw that, but I haven't I I actually really like it Like Madonna, I really like old Madonna I'm totally into old Madonna Um, More recent Madonna, not so much But this time I was like, okay I, I I I can get down with this And so I've been bumping that in my car Fun fact, I didn't know who Maluma was this time last really? year. And when I went to Spain, there was this woman in our tour group from Colombia, and she called me Maluma because apparently I look like this guy. And while we were in Madrid, he was playing a show at their their arena. Do you look like this guy? I you don't know. Li- uh, I mean, some I mean, people I, say I mean, yes. Like, it, but like I, I have to take off my glasses. Well, now I'm thinking about it because... <laughs> <laughs> I have to take off my glasses, put on a hat, and shave, <laughs> and change my shirt, and tan for three and days. Put on uh, put on large boots. Maybe lose a bunch of weight around my midsection. I don't know. He's he's like a pretty. He's he's a big guy. He's like built, but he's like a big. 
Anyway, I can't look it up right now. I will look it up later, but I'm go- this is going to be on my mind. That's, uh, that's spank bank material for all of y'all listening. <laughs> spank bank. Yeah. If we ever do a live show, just understand that Anthony looks like Maluma. So if you're into that, I'll just wear a, a bag on my head and, and you can <laughs> complete the picture yourself. So I think it's time for us to head into the bar. Let's get past Gerald Highwater. Gerald. What are you reading today, Gerald? Looks like he's got a, a copy of Lord of the Rings. And he's he does a brief history of time. We, yep. joke, we joke he's mute, so we joke. I mean, we, we ask him, we say, what are you listening to? He doesn't say anything. We all have a laugh at his expense. I mean, it's fantastic. But he speaks volumes with his eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just the way that he turns away underage people, mm-hmm. the way he just puts a hand on their mm-hmm. chest and shakes his head, no. You'll not dance tonight. You will not. <laughs> All right. Uh, here's he, a. So, <laughs> sorry. Oh no no no! I want to hear your thought. Oh no! I was just gonna say. Well, now that it's been built up to this effect, it's not gonna be good. But what I was gonna say to Gerald is his name is perfect on this day. You know, it's four twenty. Gerald Highwater. Oh shit! It's perfect. He's a human bong. He's a human bong. Gerald Bongwater is what he'll be. <laughs> Today he's Gerald Bongwater. <laughs> <laughs> And it's funny because by the time people listen to this, it'll probably be July. <laughs> it's just the kind of joke Gerald would like and couldn't respond to. We're assuming he, he likes laugh, it. He would. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Gerald. Thanks for letting us into the bar. Uh, here's a twenty, Ryan. Uh, go nuts over oh, at the oh shit over at daddy the, <laughs> at the jukebox. What are we listening to today? Today, we are listening to Ventura, the uh, album from Anderson Pock, which is a fantastic mix of Neo Soul, Soul Disco, Quiet Storm. Not quite as, um, not quite as Escape Room as <laughs> his last album. Does anybody know what that is? Do we know it's the genre Escape Room? I have not heard that. Sounds we'll like get, something my Netflix would suggest we'll to get, me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that later. But this album was recorded simultaneously um, with uh, Oxnard, his last album. And these were kind of the smoother sessions, kind of the counterpart to Oxnard. Oxnard was a little more uh, intense, and Ventura was the smoother side of it. So we have some excellent features from Andre 3000, Brandy. I mean, you love to see it. Um, uh, and um, and Donnie Hathaway's daughter, um, uh, Lala Hathaway, and... Uh, Smokey Robinson is on this album. I mean, the features are crazy. They're out of control, but this album is very much in control, very smooth, and it's it's a great one. It's a it's one that um, lends itself more so to um, you know some romantic hotel activity, you know, beachside. See, we are on the same page about that. (laughs) So that's what we got today, gents. I'm excited to dive into it, but I think before we do that, we need a little bit of of a conversation starter, mm-hmm. something to uh, grease the gears. And you know that I've got that. Ooh, that's what I do. That's mm-hmm. why this he's is here. My, yes. Um, all right. So Ryan is just saying, hotel, romantic hotel times. That is exactly what I thought of when I heard this album. Um, when I started thinking of like a cocktail to pair with this, the things that stuck out at me most were like, yes, this album is absolutely sexy. So sexy. <laughs> and it's nice and slow. Gets It gets a good mood going. Um, the thing that jumped out at me as well was the collaborations, as you were saying. Smokey Robinson, Brandy, Nate Dogg. I was having a lot of childhood flashbacks. Yeah. Listening to this album, like when I heard these people. Um, it's classic. It's nice and easy. It's so goddamn smooth. 
Um, so I wanted something that has a good amount of ingredients to complement the collaboration in the song, but that's also smooth, very rich, and that's kind of going to want to make you um, lose your inhibitions a little bit and make some good, imagine. make some good or not so good decisions. Um, but either way, you're not, I don't think you're going to regret those decisions in the end. So anyway, what we have is what's called a boulevardier. Um, mm. Now, a true boulevardier only includes whiskey, Campari, and sweet vermouth. But with this one, I'm going to tone down the sweet vermouth a little bit and add cognac to it. And that's sort of like the sexy element, I think, in this. Makes it a little more lavish um, and a little sexier. So you're going to take about an ounce of whiskey, an ounce of cognac, and an ounce and a half of Campari, and you're going to put it in a tumbler um, over some ice and about a half an ounce of uh, sweet vermouth with that as well. And you're going to stir that up a little bit, get it a little bit diluted so that you can handle it because there is some there's some strong flavors in there. And then you're going to take a, uh, a peel of lemon, and you're just going to throw that in there and mix it around a little bit, get that aroma going. It's going to be so damn good. And you're going to want to enjoy it nice and slow. Maybe put, you know, maybe put the fireplace on, lay out the sheepskin rug, and then listen to Anderson Pox Ventura. Mm. Well, I could do most of those things right now, but right... <laughs> give it six hours. <laughs> yeah, give it six hours. At the moment, I'm I'm looking on with just green envy in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he's God having goodness. to ask the bartender for water and keep asking him to refill <laughs> It's actually it. been great. I've been saving so much money on Lyfts and Ubers just because Anthony's been driving. That's true. <laughs> That's true. I actually went to a bar last night in uh, celebration of the wrap of the show that I was on. Why did you and do that to I yourself? I don't know. I got this is this was the series of drinks that I got at the bar. I got a seltzer water, a Red Bull, uh, and a regular water. Ouch. <laughs> don't worry, I tip generously. <laughs> I just know Did because the I can give looks, it back to you, I would have. <laughs> no, they need that money, Pedro. <laughs> right now they wouldn't take the ambulance either. That's fair. Oh man. <laughs> no one would. Well, let's drink these things. Come All right. Cheers, Cheers, guys. Cheers. If you heard that nice that, plastic clink, I have my water bottle. <laughs> Don't bother me. That was that really limp, like <laughs> you know. That's really you know. That's bottle. really bad luck, right? I know. So maybe it's this will be, be our worst be a good episode Easter yet. For you. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's uh, that's twenty nine years bad luck. And, uh, <laughs> he has risen. <laughs> well, that will be the conclusion of my twenty five or what was it? Twenty nine. Twenty nine years bad luck. I am going to be thirty in October, and I have to say, twenty nine years bad luck is about right. <laughs> <laughs> that is sad. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> so less sad, more sexy. Let's talk a little bit about Anderson Pot. Sad, more sex. <laughs> <laughs> no more crying. One usually leads to the other. <laughs> I gotta say, the song. There is that song on the album, "Reaching Too Much." With Lala Hath- it's Lala Hathaway. Can we? Mm-hmm. Do we know? Is it? I think so. I, I was listening to that as I was pulling up. Yeah. Donny Hathaway's daughter, um, which is fantastic. I actually didn't know that she was uh, making music, which she sounds incredible on this track. But this mm-hmm. song is is like it's a sex simulation to me. It starts off slow. It has that change up. Mm-hmm. Then you go into it, and he's going, you know, whoa, settle down, slow down. So it speeds <laughs> up, but he's trying to slow it down. That's what that song feels like to me. And she has that beautiful, like, George Benson-esque improvisation at the end. And that is the new... I think it's unseated that... Um, what's that Donna... Or what's that song? Um, <laughs> I Feel Love. You think so? I think it's going to unseat it. We might have to it. fight about that later. Oh, well... But I do love this song. 
the mittens of disapproval are on. From, uh, from, but we're gonna. Uh, I'm gonna stand by that. Okay. So. There, oh, you're right though. There is like a lot of it changes up. There's that part where like it flips and he's doing too much. Yeah. Like I, I really. <laughs> oh, like, settle yeah. down. It's That's not just the... like a, it's not just like a sex simulation. It's like a good sex simulation. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. It's not like. Uh, Pause for porno on uh, on the Chronic <laughs> 2001. That's a little weird. That's a different mood. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting though because he was mentored by Dr. Dre. Like mm. he signed with um, his label like right after the uh, release of his 2016 album Malibu. I did read about that. Yeah. Oh yeah, his come up is an interesting one. Um, I was looking into Anderson's history. I mean, he was born in Oxnard, California. He lived there for his whole youth went to a magnet school and really wasn't in uh, music for a long time. Like he, he played drums in a church band. That was pretty much the extent of it for a while. Um, and while we were in school in Santa Barbara, he was living there working at a, a marijuana farm. So what caused him to turn to music was that he was suddenly and inexplicably let go from that job, which made him homeless and, so he moved to L.A. after that whole debacle, and he was kind of helped back on his feet by uh, one of the members of Sarah, mm. um, the uh, the jazz group, and he started working as like an assistant, a producer, a videographer, editor, basically anything that he was told to do, and that's how he started making his own music, and kind of, um, you know, he had these guys as mentors, so he kind of uh, like found his niche in funk and soul, kind of like... Um, a new take on on these sounds that have kind of been extinct for a while. I mean, you listen to modern R&B and it's mostly just like snaps and just like, mm -hmm. you know, repetitive bass lines. And, you know, I'm not going to sit here and trash boys to men, but it's boys to men music. Like we can thank them for a lot of the way R&B sounds hey, it right it is now. hard to say goodbye to yesterday. Thanks. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we're four albums in to uh anderson pock right now he's been putting out a steady uh stream of music and i think that his decision to name his albums after stops on the pch is um a noteworthy one i mm. mean we start in venice in 2014 and then we had the album that put him on the mac malibu he followed that up with oxnard and now ventura what it's do you like guys think a about that? Or something. It's, <laughs> I'm just I'm Charlie, and I got my board wow. with all the strings on it. <laughs> you see the connection? Yeah. Wait, but if you head north, <laughs> his whole discography has been him fleeing LA. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what do you what do you make of that? Have you listened to more of his music besides just the album we're talking about today? I think more people should follow that lead. I mean, we need, we need more people <laughs> fleeing LA. We need less people here, if you ask me. The rent's too damn high. Although, no, uh, so I haven't listened to much of his music before this album. I've listened to a couple of songs, but in this album, even there's like, there is like a, a theme, a lot of themes of like escaping in one way or another. Um, like in Make It Better, it's let's you and me escape together and work on this. Mm -hmm. Or, um, shit, I can't think of There's themes of escape in all kinds of different ways. Um, the King James, there's a lot of that. I'm going somewhere else and I'm taking all this with me. Um, I think it's, it's interesting that you bring up escape because right before we got into this, Ryan was calling Oxnard es escape room music. And I, I've yeah. been stuck on that. I kind of okay. want to right. figure that out. That I, I tried, you try and read about it and there's not really a great article that spells it out. 
it's it's sort of a Spotify genre. Like it's a kind of a made up mm. thing showing that genre is not really important, but it also <laughs> is to some degree. If you have to ask, it's not for you, man. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never know, really. But yeah, so this is the vibe. I guess is, uh, is is this. I can't remember the site, but someone described it as kind of underground trap, PC music, indietronic, activist hip hop kind of thing. <laughs> kind of thing. And the guy, this is the guy who created it, and he says, and I thought of escape room both for the sense of escaping from trap and for the ideas of excitement, puzzle solving, oh. and indoorness implied by the actual physical escape room phenomenon. So it refers to the old, those old PC games where you'd like, yeah, it's like escape room stuff and modern escape rooms where it's like, you know, just some creepy guy who runs one out of his <laughs> apartment. And, oh, uh, no. All right. Welcome in, guys. <laughs> and uh, and so this is like, and that's what they defined this last one. It was like marked as escape room. And I was, it's, um, yeah. I'm, I can kind of see that because. It's kind of interesting. Um, I like what you said, escape from trap. Because yeah. trap is the dominant uh, mm-hmm. form of hip hop mm-hmm. in in mainstream um, culture right now, right. and you listen to Oxnard, and it's it's not what Ventura is. Ventura is a, a at its heart a soul record. It's a funk record. Mm-hmm. Um, Oxnard's a little weirder than that. Oxnard has a lot of uh, kind of hip hop posturing. You know, a lot of excess. Um, he's rapping a lot on that one, and. He's not really a rapper. You listen mm-hmm. to his voice. It's it's hard to peg what he's going for. I, I get more of a sense that he is kind of like a personality. He's like mm-hmm. a he's a James Brown who exists and is able to um to take control of the music because he's more of a band leader. Mm-hmm. He's out there, he's flamboyant, and it doesn't really so much matter that he doesn't have a classically trained voice oh no, that's the appeal like that voice the, is barrel aged it is, it is delicious yeah. he mm-hmm. my first actually my first exposure to him was on a rap song he was a featured he did a verse on a john wayne wayne song john wayne's a stone's throw rapper uh called in the song was called green light and he has this incredible verse on it and i was like this guy's delivery is so weird like what it he's kind of singing but he's kind of talking he's kind of rapping like uh, it, it's just it I was wild. I'd never heard anything like it, and um, it's almost—it's almost a little Bob Dylan esque that that verse, almost the way it's kind of moving between talking, singing, and and all that. And so he, um, so I thought I associated him with rap early on, but mm-hmm. then he moved into this. The Oxnard space was just a culmination of all the things that he'd been built. I mean, he obviously spent a long, a long time developing his, honing his craft, and so, and it certainly shows through there. But with this album. Yeah, it's uh, it's on the smoother side. I, I Quiet lo- storm. I fucking love artists who aren't trained, like whose voices aren't trained. Like they're not faking it, mm-hmm. like any of it. Like it is so raw, and it can work so well. I just I love that. Yeah, I love that he's just out here doing his own thing and um, kind of not beholden to any sort of current genre trend. Uh, when he first came into my scope of vision um, was when he was named by the uh, he was named by XXL um, magazine. Uh, he was part of their freshman class, I want to say 2015, 2016. Mm. And that's a hip hop magazine mm-hmm. like they have broken um, through their freshman class artists like J. Cole and uh, um, Kendrick Lamar, um, a boogie with the hoodie. Like all of these guys mm-hmm. who are now big, I think Young Thug was on there too. Lil Lil Uzi Vert for sure, um, but 
that that was the very first time I saw him, and it was they did these rap battle videos, um, and they did them in teams of three. And the three that I saw were Anderson Pock, Designer, and Lil Dicky. Guess who fucking won that? Was it Lil Dicky? Lil Dicky swept the floor Dude, with Lil, these guys. Oh Lil Dicky's fucking good. Oh my gosh! <laughs> at, at the time of recording, uh, Earth has been out for two days, <laughs> and I kind of want to talk about that in a big way. Maybe that'll be our next thing. Oh, but but we were talking last week about um, flash in the pan moments, and mm. I'm wondering if Earth is going to be this flash in the pan where the time we get around to it, it's going to be gone. Yeah, probably because it's about to fucking go all go underwater pretty soon. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> even that oh, the album, song, the yeah, song, got the it. Song. <laughs> just. <laughs> I even like that album art. He's just like in oh, yeah. his underwear, just like hugging the Earth. Yeah, Lil Dicky's great. I, lo- I love that about other artists. But we're here to talk about Anderson Park. We are. <laughs> And we're here to talk about the fact that despite ha- what a talented musician is, or despite what a talented musician he is, that uh, pitted up against someone who does rap as their uh, primary form of artistic expression, he did not stand up well at all. Mm. I mean, Designer didn't either. He was, I mean, he was famous for what? Panda? You guys remember? Yeah. Panda, Panda, yeah, Panda, I, of course. I remember, yep. of course. Please don't. <laughs> Fun fact, I, that was like on my list of the 20 best songs of uh of 2016 don't at me (laughs) (laughs) i don't doubt that at all yeah but someone like him who it's more about the production it's more about Mm -hmm. the image and then someone like anderson where it's it's all about the composition it's all about creating a mood um he's not going to stand up well to somebody who is just in here for the poetry and just like has a brain that makes verbal associations Mm -hmm. really quickly the way that little dicky does so i I kind of want to talk a little bit about how hip hop has kind of thrust Anderson Pock together with these guys. And I don't really think he belongs. What do you guys think about that? Here's the thing with that. Um, right now, hip hop, as far as mainstream hip hop and the billboard charts go, it's all, it's, it's dominated by trap music. And so it's that, that's what people are expecting when they hear the term hip hop, but there is so much more to hip hop than that. There's a lot of facets to it and there's a lot of different ways to do it. And there's a lot of, People out there's a lot of music listeners out there who would appreciate and know how would know the weight of collaborations with people like Smokey Robinson and Brandy and Nate Dogg and uh, Lala Hathaway and there's 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 the people who just sort of listen to the top forty and all that and then there's there's people who can truly like savor music and. Anderson Pock is is for people who like to digest music as opposed to just have it playing in the background. You know what I mean? Oh, I completely agree with that. Listening to these albums, not just Ventura, but his back catalog, like I had to set aside time in my day. I'm like, here we go. Absolutely. That was that. Okay. So this week, that was the hardest part for me was finding time to sit and listen to it because I even tried to just listen to it during work and I drive for work and it wasn't it wasn't right. I couldn't. I had to sit and listen to it and take it in. I mean, how can you not be taken in with a line like, um, when I get the gushy, I go dumb like the president. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Lord, I'm way up. Word to Sacagawea. If the gushy was a seeker, I'd be a moccasin trainer. I mean, that's so much fun. Yeah. That whole line. I mean, you love to see it. <laughs> and like, that's like, that's, that's like the cleverness. That's like the fun. That's so much of the fun of hip hop. Yeah. For all, it's just so many great just ridiculous evocative metaphors and 
and visual like that. And he just has so much fun with it. So I think he fits into that world Absolutely. in that way. And and by getting Nate Dogg in, which by the way, those that Nate Dogg stuff is that's all posthumous. The guy's been oh, dead yeah. since twenty eleven. Yeah. Those that's unreleased mm-hmm. stuff that you gotta imagine came from when you're signed to Dre's label and you have that connection. You, exactly. You get some access exactly. to like the unreleased Nate Dogg stuff. And at the end of it he has like a conversation with the he edits it so he's having a yeah. conversation with with him in the studio. Yeah, I mean it's it's brilliant. So he's it's sort of a nod. It's a, sort of a nod to a, a hip hop and rap legend in that way. So I think he fits in and he straddles it all, and that's what makes it so great. So yeah, is he like the current like most like chart topping trap stuff? Yeah, no, yeah, but he's touching it. He's touching on all of it, and I hope that's the future. I hope you Me know. Too. You know, the guy is a really good pairing for someone like Kendrick Lamar. And I've, they've gone yeah. back and forth being featured on each other's songs. But when you what you say about Nate Dogg, like Kendrick did the same thing with the closing track of uh, To Pimp a Butterfly, where he just sits down and has an edited conversation with Tupac talking about his legacy and like where he... Uh, where he thinks like the future of hip hop is going and like what um, up and coming black musicians need to do to both um, embody the image of hip hop, but also not forget where they came from. Mm -hmm. And that's the fact that he's using like a conversation from 1994 shows both like the foresight that um, the greats used to have about like what was going to happen. And also that remarkably little has been done to, uh, to, to like break the cycle mm-hmm. in, in places like South yeah. Central and Compton. Like it's, it's kind of nuts. I mean, um, and, and their music is so different, but I think like they speak to the same sort of experience. I mean, despite where they come from, like he, uh, Anderson comes from Oxnard and mm-hmm. Oxnard's like a beach town yeah. and <laughs> Kendrick is not. <laughs> so yeah, even though they come from different places, you know, Anderson Pock, you know, grew up in Oxnard you know, he was performing at um, Lemert Park. I think he met, uh, makes a reference to Lemert in one of the songs. And so, you know, he played around there and he, he spent some time definitely in, in South L.A. and in the scene and getting in. And like we mentioned, really, really honing honing the craft and getting embedded in the scene. Um, there's some great videos of him as Breezy Lovejoy. I recommend you put that into uh, YouTube and find those videos those are some fantastic early performances of the man that was a name he used before yeah breezy lovejoy yeah. is the is the early alias Dope. and uh there's some good you know of him in like a westwood cafe i like that um breezy lovejoy so after he was breezy lovejoy he came up with the name anderson pock as kind of uh a a, a take on his real name um brandon pock anderson the period before Pac, um, he said in this interview, I, I want to say it was with NPR, he said the period stands for detail. So Anderson detail Pac. Did you say, I why, mean, did you say why detail? Uh, I think it's just attention to detail. Like the detail is what matters because to him. Anderson Pac. <laughs> yeah. Anderson detail Fuck. <laughs> Something along those like lines. You, you slow down and you take notice of the details <laughs> when you read it. You take that breath. <laughs> Anderson, stop. <laughs> I mean, at least he's not one of those insufferable artists who puts like the slash through all the O's. Oh god, or a dollar sign as an S. Oh man, in the future. Those are I'm, like two di- I'm sorry. You know, go ahead. <laughs> cut off your cut off your bit. That's it. Gonna, those are two different the O though, that's like a Swedish thing what you're talking about. The line through the O. 
But a lot of these artists aren't Swedish. No, they, yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like more exotic if you have that name, right? If you have the O with your name. Never, like Borns did it, Mo did it, <laughs> Zylo does it. Like they're all like everyone wants their name to stand out in some way. Yeah. Like the, you look at it on a festival uh, lineup and it's like, oh yeah, there's there's that person. You wouldn't see it otherwise. I feel like most of them got it just because they were trying to like get a new email and all the good names were taken. So they had to start <laughs> using different characters. There's a, there. that's like in the metal community, like the Ula dot is like a way, like the two dots oh, above yeah. the O is like a way to yeah. add some sort of significance. Like if you're an American you know, trash band from New Mexico, but you want to seem like exotic or like you're German or whatever. You put an Ula dot over like a uh, vomit and all of a sudden it adds some legitimacy to it. You know, is that uh, just the th- like everyone in the indie pop community wants to be Swedish and every metal band wants to be German? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no good ideas left. So people can only all they can do is add different like they can do different characters for the words or they just pick a popular name and make it into a spoonerism, you know, or like change up the name, you know, like, uh, che- uh, what's it? Calm trues. What's the other one? Uh, takes on people who already exist. Yeah. Chet, Chet Faker. Chet, Chet Faker. <laughs> but he changed his name back to like his original name. Did he Like really? Nicholas something. Nicholas, I want to, oh, man, I got to look this up. But even on Maduro? his like, uh, even on his, <laughs> no his Apple Music, Faker <laughs> on his Apple Music uh, bio, it says like his name, Nicholas, uh, I'm going to look it up, but it says in the bio, formerly Chet Faker, like beneath <laughs> it. <laughs> Oh man! So Prince did it first, though. He did. That, he just had that crazy symbol. Artist formerly known as Prince. That's yeah. You gotta respect that. And he, it's and not he, even a symbol on the. You know. Yeah, you can't type that shit. He no. made up his own thing. I can't find him. We miss uh, him. Anyway, uh, Nicholas, if you're listening to this, Chet Faker, please tell us your last name so we can find your music. <laughs> But I think we got derailed a little bit talking about the detail in Anderson Pac. <laughs> uh, what I wanted to bring up was. Um, we were talking about how he's very much a student of old school soul and funk. Um, and there's a little bit of G funk in there with the Nate dog thing, Fuck, but yeah, there is, uh, he, when he was first writing music, um, after he decided to go by Anderson Pac, um, he wrote this, uh, this album that's kind of hard to find. It's an EP actually. It's called cover art and it is just covers of songs by, white musicians most uh particularly um classic rock and uh, alternative rock and he was inspired by the white artists of the 1950s who achieved success remaking songs by black blues and r&b singers often without compensation to the original artists Mm -hmm. so he kind of reversed that process by transforming these classics uh into soul funk jazz hip-hop r&b covers and they're great like i listened to it on the way over here it's uh if you go on YouTube, that's the only place I could find it. No, it probably some sort of copyright thing, right? Or, yeah, like he YouTube, you can kind of, yeah, it could be a copyright thing. He doesn't have it on Spotify because they may not have gotten the, mm-hmm. the licenses or he just didn't want it to be, they didn't want to officially release it or whatever, yeah. you know. And Either way, go find it and lord it over your friends who don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> it'd be really, it'd be a lot more punk if he actually like did the covers and then go, you know, I'm not going to give the royalties to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like he'd be like, yeah, this is I'm not going to pay you. Yeah, exactly. You know, to hell with you. But yeah, that's. um, Yeah. Choice cuts off of that. You brought up. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. He does maps. He does Seven Nation Army. 
his cover of Blackbird is incredible and such mm. great heights. Such great heights is probably my favorite one off of there. It, you know, he changes so much that it only bears kind of like a, a glancing similarity to the original, but I love that. Yeah. I it's so different. That. Everything he's doing is so different, but I think like that's the, the commentary he was trying to make on, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, where did, uh, Elvis get, uh, hound dog. Oh. I remember hearing that story. Yeah. That's a, that's a cover. Yeah. Well that yeah, he didn't I mean he didn't steal that necessarily. He just the the interesting thing about it was that it was I think it was a cover of a Big Mama Thornton song there and he go. didn't so he didn't steal it. He covered it and you know, you pay royalties to the publisher for that and but the 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 irony of that is that the Big Mama Thornton song had been out for a while mm-hmm. and he releases his cover and his cover changes the lyrics to make it into this kind of totally nonsensical like he adds, you know, you ain't never caught a rabbit. It's like, what's going? Is he actually talking about a dog? It's just like a stupid, <laughs> just a stupid, like you know, song. Basically, he completely changed any mm-hmm. kind of meaning with it. But of course, it becomes huge when he records it. Right. And the guy who found Elvis, like the the industry people in the industry, there's there's quotes you can find where they say, "God, if we could only find like a safe white guy to do this song." You know, we'd be fucking rich, man. We've got to find them. So that, but that, and so that's like an example of that. So he's, 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 it's getting, it's getting big off of another artist thing that's already out there. Like, why didn't the Big Mama Thornton, you know, song chart or whatever? It's like, well, that's a, that's a, a, you know, discussion for, that's a whole other episode episode, or podcast even it's probably already out there but i think we get really close like we flirt with the idea of really taking on uh just the erasure of black musicians in the music industry (laughs) and we never quite get all the way there but we got time we got time and further podcasts to to explore that and i think we're kind of coming up on on the end of everything here but before we say goodbye and we pound our drinks because they're trying to kick us out of the bar we're going to play a little game Listeners, you know what game that is. We're going to play Hashtag Mood. Hashtag Mood is where we reach into our fishbowl full of little moods. We pull one out and we try to make a playlist of four songs that correspond to that mood. So without further ado, well, this is interesting. We don't have our usual fishbowl. Uh, (laughs) We have something better. (laughs) Ryan, do you want to tell us what we're looking at here? Yeah, so unfortunately, um, we had a, we'll just call it a a mishap involving uh, Stanley and um, charcuterie, our betta fish, who were in the last fishbowl. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it ended in blood, tears, it, blood and tears, mostly. <laughs> mostly from me. No blood with the fish. Um, I harm, self-harmed after hearing of their death <laughs> oh that God. night. But basically what ended up happening was, so I found, we there's this great thing we had found at a thrift store in our house. It's a demented, deformed Mrs. Potts Possibly created by a nine-year-old with a head injury, and um, <laughs> the, the one that we hit with the lime scooter in Venice. <laughs> oh, jeez! We, we, yeah. we just had this on Call the back. Yes, <laughs> we just had this on back. the table in Drew's kitchen. And his roommate comes in. And he's like, "Oh, did Mrs. Potts have a stroke?" <laughs> yeah, um, she might have. We don't really know what happened after Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> we don't know. I mean, meth, meth there was a happened, sequel right? happened. I mean, after all, where she changes, was turned back into a pot after the stroke. <laughs> Well, look, you could just see Chip getting into... He's already into some fucked up shit in the movie. We already know he's, you know, he shows signs of, you know, uh, disobeying authority. But anyway, so we have this pot here, and you know, instead of the fishbowl. So that's what we're using. We'll post a photo of it. Oh, God. Um, 
yeah, it's it's pretty. Um, Who wants to reach into her head first? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I will. I guess. Yeah, I went first last time. You got to take off her very lovely hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, yeah, and she's kind of like cross-eyed, looking up. It's uh, it's quite just like a, this, this is right like, before the end. Her eyes are rolling back. <laughs> yeah, right before the end. Some quiet judgment <laughs> as you reach in. Yeah. All right. Okay. You can hear her thoughts when your hand oh, goes. Oh man. In. Oh boy. God. Did you get your own? No, I didn't. Unfortunately. Okay. Um, I got. Um, my mood is you've been sober for two months and you only have seven hours until you're back off the wagon. But your friends are raging on boulevardiers, and your willpower is fading. What so a mood. God, where could that have come from? A very relatable, universal mood that's that everyone's there, been Anthony. through before. <laughs> We've yeah, all well, been God, there. Well, luckily, I can't say I have been there for this. <laughs> and, uh, but, and I he don't want it, frankly. And... Taking a sip of his boulevardier. <laughs> yeah. And so I don't, you know, I don't particularly want to go here, but I guess I have to. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess I, um, I have to say, Anthony, your handwriting is, uh, impeccable. I mean, oh, you thank know. you. When everyone else was practicing drawing that S in middle school, I was working on my penmanship. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. I was that guy writing every, anytime there was an opportunity for an S, I was like, oh yeah. Oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, <laughs> It is it's true. That S fucked. Or uh, or that, that, that S definitely runs like a, a a forum for pickup artists nowadays. Like the kids the kids that drew that S are now fuckboys. Like oh, God. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> what's uh what's the mood you got, Ryan? Okay, all right. So so you have to when you're in this mood, you're there and you need it's the home stretch, so you need to kind of bring yourself down a bit. So I think I would throw on childish Gambino sober. That's the obvious choice because it it brings you down a little bit. You know, you get, helps you focus a little bit. And um, I think I would be, in this situation, you're sort of, you're you're in between all these people. You're stuck. So I'd go stuck in the middle, Steeler's wheel, you know. Ooh. You're in the bar, smashed between these these people. And and that's that's the feeling. You got Joker, uh, <laughs> buckle the lyric, Joker's to the right of me. Joker's <laughs> to the right, here I am. And we're stuck in the middle at the bar and it's miserable. However, because we're close to, it's almost seven hours till we're back, you know, back on or off the wagon, we're, um, I'm going to go, uh, you know, because I'm going to be in a, a much happier place, be drinking, I'm going to go with Falling in Love with Myself Again by Sparks <laughs> from Kimono My House. And then... Once the morning comes, midnight, it's beer for breakfast by the replacements. <laughs> and that's where I'm going to leave that mood. Wow. Well, I think you've adequately captured my experience for the past 40 some odd days. <laughs> All right. Uh, who wants to go next? Um, is it, Anthony, am I up? You. I think you're up. Man. All right. Pass Mrs. Potts to me, please. My mood is you're at your single aunt's cat's 10th birthday. <laughs> You're welcome. And you forgot to bring a gift. Oh. It has been noticed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I'm going to add this to wow. my long list of social bungles. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else got Mr. Mittens some sort of gift, and I thought that... Someone brought him live mice. 
I did not gauge this right, guys. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm probably feeling like really bad about myself. So I want a song that adequately conveys that I'm a good person. I'm really a good person, guys. So I'm going to start with I'm Good by the Mowglies. Mm. All right. <laughs> and then I want to just mitigate any sort of problem that I have with the people who are looking on with judgment. So I'm going to put on No Problem by Chance the Rapper. <laughs> it's like a self-defense. It's like, a, you don't want no problem with me. All right. I, listen. I brought the ice. You want zero problem? Yeah. <laughs> And then I think what I'm going to do is turn to Mr. Mittens and I'm going to tell him that like I'm one of you. Like we're we're all here we're all here together. I'm gonna put on Cool for Cats by Squeeze. Yes. <laughs> I love that you not reached con- back into time and brought that. Not I you're not that. condescending at all to this cat. <laughs> Check this out. It's cool for cats. <laughs> I swear to God, if your next song's by the Stray Cats, I'm going to throw something at you. Oh, I was Uh-oh. thinking about doing Rock This Town, but I'm not going <laughs> to. Instead, uh, we're going to move past this together. We're going to move on up by Curtis Mayfield. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and okay. that's my mood. Wow. What a journey. I mean, that, that actually sounds very nightmarish, to be honest. <laughs> that sounds ulcer-inducing. <laughs> <laughs> next time i'm bringing a gift no matter what if cats are anything they're ulcer inducers you know? oh fuck yeah dude yeah. i have like i have i have no patience for like my own attitude thrown back at me <laughs> <laughs> they got that article that's circulating on social media right now that says yes cats can understand their name they're just ignoring yeah. <laughs> that's popped up several times in my timeline uh, i yeah. respect it but i hate it <laughs> <laughs> okay right. i'm up all right Bring the Mrs. Potts. Okay. My mood is, the crew has been pre-gaming for two hours, and you're starting to think that you'll never leave for the bar. You're about to tap out, but then your buddy busts out a tray of Coke. <laughs> at the bar? And how? No, at the, at the pre-gaming. Oh, at the pre-gaming, yeah. sorry. <laughs> You're about to be done at the pre-gaming, and then the coat comes out, and... Wow, can't it's relate almost, to this at all. It's <laughs> almost as if this has been pulled from real life. God. I, I don't know can't. what you're talking about. It <laughs> escapes me. Okay, so it sounds like at the beginning of this, I'm already fucking sick of the pre-gaming, so I'm, us- I'm, I'm, I'm putting down Tired of Waiting by the Kinks Ooh. immediately. Ooh. Um, you're sort of just sitting there not having a good time while everyone else is because you're waiting to go out. So next is Stuck in the Middle with You by Steeler's Wheel. Oh, the second time a this repeat. has come up. Oh. Yeah. A repeat. Yeah, a repeat. It's a very versatile song. <laughs> <laughs> but um, all right. And then after that, I feel like you just kind of start to accept it. And you're like, I might stick around for another hour, but that's about it. So I'm putting Just Here with My Friends by the Darcy's. And then the co- oh, yeah. and then the Coke drops, as does the beat. And we go into Overdose by Tom Craft. Mm. And that's my playlist. <laughs> and that's you, my mood playlist. Overdose immediately? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say that that Darcy song is fire. I love mm. Leah Frey, who does the guest vocals on that. She is the lead singer of July Talk, a band that you should all listen to. Mm. And that's all I have to say about that. Mm. <laughs> well uh with with that take care of each other yes (laughs) (laughs) 
it sounds like the, the theme is like all these like really not great, like uncomfortable situations where you're like, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're just trying to make each other feel really bad. <laughs> yeah. You can't drink. You don't, you know, you're having a shitty time with your friends. You forgot the cat's gift. It's a, you know, it's that being said, like the we, first couple moods we did were like good. Like they were positive experiences. Yeah, it's nice to get some negativity. I mean, it's real. This is all real stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're mean. pulling from our actual lives. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've just been going to so many karate ceremonies. <laughs> you appreciate them more now, don't you? <laughs> yeah. That's spring. Spring season is karate season. Karate right? season. Too much. <laughs> well, I think that that is the gorgeous mug of our bouncer who's uh, leaning in to tell us to wrap it up. <laughs> Mr. Gerald, get Mr. your hands off me. <laughs> <laughs> get your finger out of my face. <laughs> We're leaving. Before Gerald throws us out on our asses here, I think we should take some time to do a little bit of a wrap-up. Where do you guys think Anderson Pock's going next? We've had Venice, Malibu, Oxnard, and Ventura. He's heading up the PCH. Where's our next album going to take place? Camarillo. No. <laughs> Montecito. <laughs> oh, hi. <laughs> Yeah. Is Ojai past Ventura or have we driven past there already? I'm not sure. I think, no, I think Ventura is right before Santa Barbara. It's past. Okay. Thank you, uh, Drew. Thank you for your <laughs> thank input. God, thank God someone knows geography. <laughs> <laughs> Here, I think, I mean, he's got so much of the central coast ahead of him. I mean, he could be doing, he could be doing, you know, Solvang, you know? <laughs> That like that we're have off. That's off of the a, Have a little bit of a rap about uh, pea soup Andersons. Oh, there it is, pea soup Andersons. Pea soup Anderson Pock. Oh soup Anderson. shit! He needs to buy pea soup Andersons like yesterday for the release party. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that would be good. Have All right. the, Hire Anthony as your manager. He yeah, we're gonna have Anderson cocktails like soup with like oh, a yes. shit. Anderson, if you are listening, we've got you. When you release your next studio album, Solvang. We can get you pea soup Andersons. Us. It's gonna be it's gonna be a Baroque soul masterpiece. I can see it now. But what I would the like The Bohemian Rhapsody of Hip Hop. <laughs> I'm gonna say Morro Bay. Morro Bay. <laughs> I think I'm sticking with Solvang because I like pea soup Anderson so much. What about you, Pedro? Well, no, well, I'm just gonna go with Santa Barbara since someone said it. I feel like he's not going too far, like from place to place. Yeah, that's he's saving a lot of Summerland or Santa Barbara, and I have a feeling it's Santa Barbara. Thirty years from now, when he's like older and he's still putting out studio albums, we're gonna get like Portland. (laughs) Yeah, slowly but surely, he's getting up up there. there. Yeah, (laughs) waiting for the 14th studio album by Anderson Pock, Bend, Oregon. All right. Okay. Thank you, Gerald. Yes, we got to leave, guys. Uh, but before we go, do you have any lyrics that stuck with you? Something that you would either put on your MySpace bio or on a sweet back tattoo? Well, I like Andre 3000's reference to that whale from SeaWorld that uh, kicked the bucket. Uh, what was the name of that thing? Uh, Tillicum. Tillicum. I, uh, I, would just, I would just say, you know, uh, you know, dicks out for Tillicum is what I would put. <laughs> put on the shirt you know harambi is the guy who we all are supposed to care about but tilica man you gotta you gotta remember him so that's my favorite lyric one from not the from that's not from the artist of the album now i already said mine my favorite was probably the um the uh if the gushy was a sneaker it'd be a moccasin trainer <laughs> words of wisdom what about you pedro um 
this one's not nearly that funny, but it was uh, <laughs> somehow we fell in love, then fell right out of touch from Make It Better. Mm. I don't know. That just like, I was like, damn, ain't that the fucking truth? That that whole song is like the mood of the uh, album. If you want oh, to just I know. dip your toes. Mm-hmm. Like uh, when I when I realized it was Smokey Robinson, I had to pull the car over. And like find a paper towel to clean up the wet spot on my oh, seat. Oh Jesus! <laughs> um, like I fucking love Smokey Robinson, and He's this so and this song was like, once I realized it was him, I was like, no fucking wonder, mm. I want to take my clothes off. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that song, that particular lyric was just that hit home. For me, my favorite is um, from I think like his only political song in this uh, album, King James, mm. and it's this. Uh, Ode to Black Resistance and and uh, political action, and the lyric goes, "What we built here is godly. They can't gentrify the heart of kings." Mm. Ooh, I like that. That was a good line. That's true. All right. Well, I think that's all the time we have for today, gentlemen. Thank you all for Gerald, tuning in. Seriously, into... get your hand off me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for tuning into Tunes and Tumblers. Tunes and Tumblers is an Atwood Magazine podcast and is produced as always by Drew Franzblau. Please follow us on all of our socials, Atwood Magazine at Twitter, at Instagram, at Facebook. And until next time, cheers. Cheers. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.